KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Super 8 was written and directed by J.J. Abrams. He did Star Trek a couple of summers ago and produced by Steven Spielberg. The film takes place in a small Ohio town in the summer of 1979. The stars are middle schoolers seized by movie love and doing exactly what Spielberg and Abrams were doing at their age, making their own movies with an 8mm camera, a sturdy tripod, and Kodak cartridges. Since they're currently shooting a zombie flick, their equipment also includes a supply of fake blood. As anyone who's seen the Super 8 trailer knows, the teenage auteurs are shooting a night scene alongside a train track when a freight train comes roaring through, suddenly derails, and is racked by stupendous explosions. The train wreck is modern in the sense of impressive digital imagery and bone-rattling sound, but it's also classic as a mysterious event witnessed by kids who soon find themselves pursued by menacing forces. The bright idea at the center of Super 8 is a counterpoint between a sci-fi monster movie that unfolds on a grand scale and the little Super 8 zombie flick. It's hilarious to watch the Junior Spielbergs and Kubricks in production. All of the boys talk at the same time, but the counterpoint to their babble is Elle Fanning's Alice, an exquisite girl on the verge of young womanhood. Alice reluctantly agrees to play the main zombie, but she doesn't know what a wonderful actress she is. The first time she runs her lines, she invests the silly words with a depth of feeling that leaves her castmates stunned. And Super 8 briefly becomes a movie about the primal power of movie acting, as well as a revelation of Elle Fanning's extraordinary gifts. For most of its 112 minutes, Super 8 serves mainly as a showcase for the style of humane, richly detailed, and relatively unhurried filmmaking that made those Spielberg fantasies what they are, for a way of building and layering drama that's been mostly replaced by the quick-cut, high-impact frenzy of contemporary summer offerings. Then the pace accelerates, the impacts grow, the sound levels soar, the editing rhythms quicken, and Super 8 becomes a modern version of its earlier self. This isn't all bad. J.J. Abrams is a skillful filmmaker, and his upping of the intensity goes down well enough, even though the louder and faster the film gets, the more conventional it seems. The weaknesses of the script go down less well. Midway through the action, the kids go looking for clues to all the mysterious goings-on following the train wreck and find them in a middle school biology lab in a reel of someone else's Super 8 film that answers every question but also sticks out as clumsy exposition. And the climax feels like a shaky construction of used parts scavenged from Spielberg films. In the end, though, Super 8 does stand on its own, in its own retro-contempo style, as a terrifically pleasing summer entertainment. And the pleasure continues beyond the end in a way that goes beyond afterglow. Stay for the final credits, and you won't regret it. I'm Joe Morgenstern, back on KCRW next week with more reviews. 
KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.